Greg Popovich. Played very well tonight. Great team defense. Did a good job. Kobe Bryant. Oh, you've come to the right place. You love basketball? You have landed at the right place. It is the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. I am Jonathan Hood, part of Cap and J Hood mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or catch the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click the Cap and J Hood tab and you're right in. It's part of the feed that we do every morning between 7 and 10 on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm so excited because basketball season is here. It was just the other day we were talking about the NBA players in the bubble, right? It's, it, it just seemed like it was just the other day. And now the season is coming, and I can't wait. And if you're a basketball fan, whether you are an NBA fan, NCAA fan, here's what it comes down to. If you love basketball, college, pro, it's all here in one podcast. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood, the basketball podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Let's start with the Chicago Bulls. So if it doesn't matter if you are a Bulls fan or not. You know the ineptitude of this Bulls team under Jim Boylan. It wasn't working well at all. And so you watch this Bulls team and you figured, you said, wait a minute now. Is Jim Boylan going to be part of the new regime of our Taurus Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley? Will they be part of this new regime? And the answer was no, <laughs> absolutely not. Even AK and Eversley looked at the Bulls last year and that 27th in the league in points per game and that 26th in field goal percentage and that 22nd and three-point field goal percentage and said, no, 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 no way that Jim Boylan is going to be back because it was a rudderless ship there was an issue with leadership with this basketball team. So they started fresh, and they got to the top of the shelf, and they got Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, a guy that could have taken the Philadelphia job, could have took the Houston job, could have went anywhere else, but he is going to take the hardest job that he's had in basketball, and that is trying to reshape, reconfigure the Chicago Bulls team. And maybe it's a lot of work, maybe it's not. This team is a big question mark, and here's why. We saw a lot of injuries with the Bulls over the years, as you well know, right? Well documented the injuries that they've suffered. We also saw a lot of one-on-one basketball last year where you had the captain, Jim Boylan, right there clapping his hands and you know trying to be optimistic, and it was all fake. The team did not buy in from day one. The assistant moves over 18 inches, takes Fred Hoiberg's seat, and no one bought into Jim Boylan as a head coach. So what we end up seeing is some one-on-one basketball. Were they a little bit better defensively last year? Yes. But the name of the game is trying to get the ball in the hoop. 
They didn't get the ball in the hoop. And of course, it had no direction under Jim Boylan. And so now Billy Donovan has the most difficult job he's had in basketball. More difficult than recruiting at Florida. More difficult than his roster turning over year after year after year with Oklahoma City. If you are Karnaschovas, if you are Eversley, you look at Billy Donovan and you say, wow, every year he had to deal with roster turnover. And every year that team got to the playoffs. It says a lot for Billy Donovan as a head coach in this league. And now Billy Donovan takes over this Bulls team. There's some good and bad with this Bulls team. First, the good. Kobe White, some say sophomore slump coming up, or will he really come into his own? I think Kobe White can really be solid for this team, along with Zach Levine. You know what Zach Levine is? I mean, he's a a dog. That dude will shoot the basketball where he feels that it's his time to shoot. Maybe it's not within the flow of the offense, but you know he has – this chip on his shoulder. He has this confidence that he could be able to do anything on the floor. So Levine and White as a combo, I think that that can work. Here's my concern. My concern, not necessarily a negative, but my concern is Wendell Carter Jr. and Lori Markinen. So I'm trying to figure out when Carter and Markinen's shots are not falling, what do they do best? It's one thing to be able to miss. Hey, it's a make and miss league. You, you and well, we both know that, right? But is Carter going to be more assertive on the inside, getting easy baskets? Will Marketing drive to the basket to get his shots? Those are big question marks. And I don't pay attention a lot to the preseason. I know some do. People are into the preseason stats because they're so excited to see their favorite team play. I'm not, but I am wondering. Wendell Carter Jr., Markkinen, those two guys, I thought that they were kind of screwed up. I thought that under Boylan, they were kind of miscoached. They were misled, but it's all fixable. Now, if their shots are not falling, what do they do? Are they going to be better defensively? Will they be able to make others better? Those are question marks that I have for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to hear from Steve Smith from NBA TV. He had a number of things to say about this upcoming Chicago Bulls team. It was Steve Smith on NBA TV talking about the Chicago Bulls. What can we expect from the dudes on the west side? You know, I think individually they have some long, young, athletic guys. Um, and I think now when you start to look at Billy Donovan, what he has to do to have the impact on the Bulls is getting these young, talented guys on the defensive end to play together. Come to understand is we got to enjoy playing defense. We got to enjoy rebounding. We have to get stops. We have to win ugly games. And they have to be consistent throughout the game. You saw last year and the season before, you saw them in spurts and everybody was waiting. They can't have any more spurts right now. They have to play consistent in basketball for 48 minutes. Exactly. All right. Speaking of consistency, it's something that you often don't see out of young players. And as you mentioned, the Bulls have a lot of young players. Patrick Williams in particular, what are your expectations for this young bull? You know, you said it best, Steph. He's very young. I think he's just turning 19. He might even be 18 a little bit more when he got drafted. But what you look at is a guy that has unbelievable potential. He has a body put together to play in the NBA right now. But also, if you look at it, never started a single game at Florida State. But what he can do, he can defend. He can play with the basketball, without the basketball. And I think his upside is tremendous. But from day one, he should be able to, at 6'7", be able to lock down wings and be able to play multiple uh, 
positions on the defensive end for, for the Chicago Bulls and Billy Donovan? Well, we talk about Zach Levine and we know what he can do. He can score. His athleticism is off the charts as evidenced by his multiple slam dunk championships. What we also know is that he came up of a career high and had this to say. Zach Levine is going to have to make something happen here. Oh, my. Oh, That's his kind of night. Oh, Zach, 46 of 12 three-point makes. That's good. Look at that steal. And they're right back. The Bulls with another chance. Levine. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Zach Levine. The improbable. Kurt had 49 points for Mr. Levine. Can we expect him to sustain a high level of scoring output with this new Bulls team that surrounds him? I think so, Steph. He has a knack of scoring in all three levels. I mean, when you look at Zach Levine, he averaged about eight three-point attempts last year. I would see that number go down a little bit, not because he can't shoot. He's shooting close to 38 39% from the three-point line, but I just think he's so talented. He's so athletic. He can get to his mid-range shot. He can get to the basket. It is much easier for him. Next step for him is just understanding when to take shots, get others involved. And I think the big challenge for Billy Donovan is you plan him on the ball or off the ball. Here's a kid that had ACL surgery in the last two seasons, has averaged 23 points. I think he's fine from that surgery. He's still unbelievable athletic. Zach Levine, in my opinion, has a chance to be an all-star. Steve Smith from NBA TV. I remember that game that Levine played against Charlotte. He played pissed off. He was mad at Jim Boylan. And he was just making shots just because Boylan was on the sidelines. I remember that really, really well. Hey, it feels just like yesterday that Los Angeles was lifting basketball's most coveted prize. Since then, we have seen a few marquee names switch teams. Lucky for us, sports fans, DraftKings and Casino Queen Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is here to kick off the 2020-2021 basketball season. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings and Casino Queen Sportsbook is giving you a 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. That's right. All you got to do is bet on any opening night game. And if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you will double your money. This Saturday, there's going to be so much action around college basketball, the NBA, MMA, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now and use the promo code WMVP when you sign up to get a 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code WMVP to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night. For a limited time only with DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Illinois only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has got a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. So the question is, are the Bulls going to make the playoffs? And I think they can. But I haven't made my official predictions as as of yet. We will see. But I look at this roster with Kobe White and Zach Levine and Otto Porter Jr. If he can stay healthy, because that's a big thing. Markkanen and Carter Jr. Now we got to figure out where is the scoring coming from other than White and Levine on a regular basis. It's a big question mark. And then you take a look at the depth chart. Patrick Williams. There was an article written in theathletic.com from Darnell Mayberry that asked the question, should Patrick Williams 
who never started a game at Florida State, but is a 19-year-old that has shown a lot early in practice, praised by coaches. But again, he's just 19. Should Patrick Williams start ahead of marketing? That's a big question that is on the table. Uh, you can check that out on theathletic.com. Uh, really good article there about the, the Chicago Bulls are going to be. Uh, you know, uh, question marks also when it comes to COVID-19. A number of players are out because of COVID-19. But the thing I look at, number one, for Chicago is health. Number two, I believe White and Levine can lead this team. But you need that third and fourth score on a regular basis down the stretch here. Remember, it's a shortened regular season. It's not the full 82. But if the Bulls want to be one of those top nine or ten teams in the East, they've got to stay healthy. And they've got to be able to get done on the defensive end as well. Uh, they've got to figure out how they can be able to be active on the, on the glass, rebounding. Can Carter be that guy to bang inside for rebounding? It's a lot of question marks with this team. So I don't expect the world. I expect year two, year three to be some changes, but year one is a big evaluation for this Bulls team. If you're expecting a championship or for this team to be a viable team in an East that's getting deeper and deeper, don't look for that. But as far as evaluation for year one with a coach that I like and a coach that many trust, I think that the Bulls could be headed places. I think it's a positive in the right direction. James Harden. I just keep reading about James Harden and how James Harden wants out of Houston. The story from Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN.com, Ramona Shelburne's on the story as well, is that the Houston Rockets are increasingly expanding trade discussions on James Harden beyond his preferred destinations of Brooklyn and Philadelphia. He wants to play for those two teams and wants to leave Houston. Several playoff caliber teams in the Eastern and Western conferences have told ESPN that they're finding increased comfort in committing high-level trade assets in talks to acquire Harden. The Rockets have really ongoing discussions on several fronts and have been communicating with Harden about those scenarios. That is from ESPN.com. Okay, so how do I feel about James Harden as a player? James Harden gets calls that Michael Jordan used to get because he is aggressive. He finds a way to be able to get fouled. He's able to get to the foul line, and that's positive. I mean, you can get a player like that that's automatic. You just could just write it down before the game starts. That guy can get 10 to 12 times to the foul line. That's a good thing. His The way he plays, the way he's able to get his buckets, uh, I like it. Uh, I don't love it, though. And I think that for that Houston system, I think it worked out well, but you cannot deny the numbers. So here's the thing about this, about basketball. It uh, doesn't matter if you're standing underneath the hoop and you're getting easy shots at, at a high percentage shots underneath the basket, whether or not you're shooting it all the time from three and shooting from a high percentage. However you can get that ball in the hoop, it does not matter, right? As long as you get it in. Now, James Harden and that Houston Rockets team, the basketball purists will say, I can't stand that brand of basketball. I don't like the way that Rockets team played. Well, James Harden's been chasing a championship. He is clout chasing, trying to find a way to win a championship. Didn't happen for him in Oklahoma City. It's not happening for him in Houston, so now he wants out. I feel badly for Steven Silas. You usually don't get good jobs when you step into it, when you're a young assistant for a long time. Houston is a good job, but it's not a good job when uh, James Harden wants to leave. John Walls traded to Houston and Russell Westbrook goes to Washington. John Wall's healthy. I've seen him in the preseason. That's good to see. Very happy to see that. 
But on the other hand, why can't Boogie and Wall and James Harden work together? How come that can't be a, a really good combination? The reason why is because James Harden wants it his way. He wants to be able to win a championship, and he can't do it in Houston, so he wants to go with Brooklyn. Could you imagine Brooklyn? He was just with Kevin Durant. So the combination of Kyrie, the flat earther, KD with the shadow Instagram and Twitter account, <laughs> and James Harden. People have been panning James Harden on social media because he's, first of all, disappeared from Houston. He wasn't working out with them. He's working out, quote unquote, in Atlanta, in Miami. <laughs> I mean, hey, when I'm on the road, I love to party too in Miami and Atlanta. So I know James Harden's been getting it in because he doesn't look like the same James Harden I saw at the bubble. He looks full. He looks comfortable. And so he'll work all that off, I'm sure, once the season starts. Once the season gets underway for about 30 days, he'll shed some he'll shed some of that um those wings from Magic City or wherever he's been. It's just interesting to watch James Harden now because here's a guy here that wants out. And I'm thinking, okay, so exactly where are you going to increase your chances to win a championship? And the question that many should have is the big question, James, you want to win a championship. Does that mean you'll take less shots to get there? That means that you'll share the basketball more? We know Harden is a terrific scorer, but we know that all that scoring is great in the regular season, but it dries up in the playoffs. We have seen this time and time again, where you want to put the ball in his hands, but you also want him to score. The playoff numbers have not been great for James Harden. So no matter where is he, where he goes, the question is, are you willing to share? Are you willing to make others better? If you're with KD and Kyrie, you're going to have to be the third man on that team. Uh, if he is going to a place like Philadelphia, he'll have to be the second or third guy. We'll see what happens. James Harden talked to the media for the first time after he has was AWOL. People couldn't find James Harden. He finally showed up to Houston and he had to meet the media. Some good questions and some interesting answers from the beard. How how would you describe the last few months and just your overall perspective on, on where this, this basketball team is at right now? Uh, there's a lot of uh, changes, you know, obviously the entire coaching staff, uh, you know, some of the front office, uh, a lot of the players, um, you know, this is where we are, you know, so, um, you know, coaches has done an unbelievable job of, of just, you know, communicating with the guys and um, just, you know, putting the structure in and, and, and getting things going. Tim McMahon. James, what was the point that you were trying to get across when you went to Atlanta and Vegas when training camp was starting? I was just training. What were you training for? Uh, started the NBA season. How did going to Atlanta and Vegas help you there when the Rockets were starting training camp in Houston? Uh, just, you know, my personal trainers. Jonathan Fagan. You mentioned that right now your focus is on where you are right there. Had you during the off season or can you explain kind of why what your thinking was in either asking to be traded elsewhere or indicating that that would be your preference? I can only focus on right now. Uh, and, and for me, uh, the best James Harden is, you know, making sure I'm, I'm in shape. Like I said, I hadn't really had an opportunity to play five on five. Individual individual workouts, weightlifting, individual basketball training is great. But, 
you know, as M- every NBA player can agree, uh, there's no, there's no, nothing like five on five training and uh, the physicality, and, you know, making reads and things like that. So, uh, yesterday for my first time being out there, I felt good and, um, you know, it was exciting. What I think is cool. I think it's cool that you're listening to the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast right here on Spotify as well as on ESPN Chicago on the app. Thanks so much for tuning in. Continue to subscribe. Continue to look for the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. One last thing, maybe a couple other things, but one big thing, and that is the big freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He secured the bag. That guy's got the Supermax over five years. Does that mean he stays in Milwaukee for five years? Is he going to stay in Milwaukee for five years? Maybe, maybe not. Point is, though, is that I'm happy for him because he made a decision that was right for him being in that market. And it's really good for the league. It's good for Milwaukee. Look, Milwaukee... That franchise has been through so many ups and downs since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left, right? They they have went through some ups and downs, and Giannis is an exciting player. Milwaukee bent over backwards by trading a number of their key players, and now the key players is Giannis and Drew Holiday, as well as Chris Middleton. They made a lot of changes with that roster just to appease Giannis to say, hey, we're doing all we can to give you what you need to increase your chances to win the championship. I really believe that Giannis is going to win the NBA championship. And I got a good feeling it's going to happen in Milwaukee. I just don't know when. But I'm not really sure about this roster. I think this roster is good. I think it's solid enough possibly to win the East. But can you get past LeBron? Can you get past the Clippers? Can you get past some of the other strong teams in the West? Now, when I take a look at the Eastern Conference, you remember a few years ago, people was like, oh, the NBA least with an L? Oh, there's no talent in the East. Well, don't look now, but Charlotte has Gordon Hayward as well as LaMelo Ball. That should be, if not exciting, definitely interesting. The Heat were the Eastern Conference champions last year. Jimmy Butler took his game to another level. Jimmy Butler, along with Adebayo and others on that team, it's a well-oiled machine, especially if they stay healthy. The Celtics are still viable with Kemba, as well as Jalen Brown, Tatum, really good players in the Celtics. The Nets, as we talked about, Katie and Kyrie, with Steve Nash as their head coach. This is what's happening for now, unless there's a trade with Harden coming up very soon. We'll keep our eyes on that. What about Philadelphia? Strong team with Tobias Harris, with Embiid, uh, with Ben Simmons. It's still a viable team in the Eastern Conference. The Toronto Raptors, a good team. Of course, they're a good team. With Lowry, Siakam, with Van Bleet securing the bag, Orlando, Atlanta. Maybe the Bulls are going to be hurt from as well. But the point is that Milwaukee, because of how special Giannis Antetokounmpo is, he comes from Greece and taken by the Bucks. And he, I mean, any other team could have picked up Giannis, but the Bucks said, no, we want you. And there was just a comfort level being in Milwaukee for Giannis. He could have easily said, you know what? I want to get a championship. I can't win it here. I'm going to go someplace else. And maybe that will happen within this five-year deal. It's a super max. It's super, super, super max. So even if he leaves, he can, he can walk out with the money as well. That very well could be the case. But Giannis is giving Milwaukee at least 
five years to try to get this right because I know that he can play. Now he needs the right players around him. And as he grows, that five-serve form in Milwaukee, in which I was there uh, last year, last time they were in the playoffs against the Celtics, man, that place is a terrific facility. Milwaukee had problems with facilities for a while. Bradley Center in before that with the old Mecca. But man, they have gone all in to try to make sure that this is comfortable for the fans to make the Bucks a viable number two attraction in the state of Wisconsin. You know the Packers are number one because of Green Bay. You know the number one attraction. But the Bucks, they're that team that people are looking forward to seeing on a regular basis because they got a star, a legitimate star, not just a star for the Midwest, not just a star for Wisconsin, but they got a legitimate star in the Greek Freak. Jen Latta from ESPN Milwaukee was on Keyshawn. Jay Will and Zubin Mahenti, the morning show on ESPN Radio Nationally. She talked about the Greek freak getting that big money, the Supermax with Milwaukee. You know, it's, it goes back to that old adage of a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So there's always been this talk about small markets and having a tough time retaining or bringing in free agents, right? And some of that for Milwaukee was self-inflicted. It wasn't that long ago, guys, that the Milwaukee Bucks were practicing at a church. I'm serious. They were practicing at a church down by the lakefront, not even in the city of Milwaukee. It was like in a suburb of Milwaukee, right? And then it wasn't that long ago that the Bucks facility was a hockey facility in the Bradley Center, right? Which was, you know, they would reconfigure and change over to be an NBA facility, but it wasn't made for basketball. It certainly wasn't made for NBA. So those are the type of things that players would come to the city and look at and go, nah, man, I'm good. I'm going to go somewhere else where, yeah, the weather's warmer and maybe I might not have to pay taxes, but also they care about their basketball team. Now Milwaukee has the Pfizer Forum, which is one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in the country. Their practice facility is right across the street. Convenience matters for NBA players. And they have a deer district, which is restaurants, bars, steakhouses, all of that right around the Pfizer Forum. So it shows that the city has invested in the NBA team and it makes it so that free agents look around and go, okay, this is a priority here. I'll be a priority here. It makes it more appealing to be there. And of course, Giannis, this linchpin now that says, this is a team that could contend for a championship. I'm a ring chaser. I want to go to Milwaukee as well. Jen, how confident are you that Giannis will be there for the extent of his contract? You know, Jay, I think it all depends on what the uh, brass continue to do to put pieces around Giannis. And I think it really matters. You know, there should be a really big spotlight right now on Mike Budenholzer. We know that Mike Budenholzer and the Milwaukee Bucks brass had a meeting after this postseason. Obviously, the Bucks bounced earlier than they would have liked. And some of that was on Bud saying you have to evolve. You have to change and adapt and recalibrate how you coach this team, how you handle your bench in the postseason. You know, there were so many conversations about the minutes that the starters were playing and Bud leaning on his bench so much when the rest of the league was shortening their bench. So a lot of that's going to be on him. And I think that he, as much as he has now, you know, the best player in the NBA, two-time MVP and defensive player of the year on his roster, he has to make sure he's utilizing him and the pieces around him correctly to get the most out of him. So the attention really turns to how Bud handles this roster and how he evolves as a head coach. The Greek freak is paid, and he will stay with Milwaukee, we think, five years. It's a five-year deal with the Supermax. 
I think the East is fine. I think the East has a lot of young talent and veteran talent. And just when everyone's going to write off the Eastern Conference, look at the talent and then look at the Western Conference. It is the dream of the late David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA. He wanted to have a star in every market. And we're getting there for sure. Across this landscape of the NBA, there's plenty of star power. And when we look at the Chicago Bulls, there's could be star power on the horizon with this team. Time will tell. I appreciate you joining me for the first edition of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. You hear me talk about it all the time. Download the app. Download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. See what I'm talking about when I talk about these profit boosts and how you can bet on anything in the world of sports. Hey, sports gambling is here, and DraftKings is the top of the charts when it comes to sports betting. Thanks so much for joining me for this edition of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Hey, tell somebody that John the Hood's talking basketball. You need basketball? We'll get into a little bit more college. You'll hear from Brad Underwood if you're listening on Spotify coming up shortly. Uh, and also, next week, huh, we're going to talk about the Christmas games. December 25th, I love Christmas, but I also love my NBA Christmas games. And it's going to be all day. Just me in the hood cave with my feet up watching basketball. I cannot wait because I love the sport of basketball, especially on Christmas Day. All those NBA games, man, the season is right here. We'll also get a chance to preview the Eastern and Western Conference uh, and see who the top teams will be as far as the playoffs. And from a gambling standpoint, who should we gamble on for futures when it comes to the NBA and for the NCAA and college basketball? All that in our next episode of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast.